0: Welcome to the Mastering the Game of Life podcast. In this podcast, there'll be insights around three key areas to mastering the game of life. Purpose, prosperity, philanthropy. Your host, Paul Lowe, the Third Sector Mentor, is the founder of Hearts Global CIC which along with many other of his charitable commitments has been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from disadvantaged communities. Author of Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts books. Introducing your host, Paul Lowe. Welcome. It's Paul Lowe
1: here. Many thanks for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast, where I'd like to start as ever by asking a simple question. Life's Purpose. What's yours? In my very first podcast, I started by offering a copy of my latest book, Emerging from the Forest, From Pain to Purpose, as a gift. Similarly, in this podcast, I will be offering the opportunity to claim a really special gift, something I'd be truly pleased to share with you at the end. The common thread that has run through my first six podcasts has been Purpose. And so I'd like to start by sharing with you my own purpose statement. I, Paul declare to myself and others that I will be a master of my own three pillars of life philosophy, embracing purpose, prosperity and philanthropy. I will achieve this by being an inspirational third sector mentor responsible for creating global social leaders. I will make a difference by helping others make a difference through mastering the game of life, resulting in leaving the world a better place. So that's my purpose statement. And although they're only three simple paragraphs, I believe they combine to produce a very powerful reminder as to why I'm actually on this earth, my purpose. It's worth noting that as we continue to raise our awareness and growth, so will our purpose statements change reflecting our ever-evolving visions. But my journey from pain to purpose is only the first pillar of my life. There are two others. The second pillar represents prosperity and the third one, philanthropy. This is a voyage that I've painstakingly taken over the years and by amassing a lifetime's knowledge and experience, as well as being latterly mentored by some of the world's top practitioners, practitioners within the personal development field, I'm now in a position to pass on my insights to others, reinforcing the concept that it's better to learn from others' mistakes rather than your own. One of the mentors I've had the great fortune to learn from is Jim Britt. Not only was he Tony Robbins' coaching mentor for five years, he was also a long-time business partner to one of the grandfathers of personal development, Jim Rohn. I humbly offer my gratitude to Jim Britt he being a world leader in the personal development industry for 40 years and hosting over 1 million attendees in seminars. I acknowledge him for his part he's played in my work and his testimonial that he gave me and I quote Jim's words verbatim. As Paul's coaching mentor I know the benefits of these three pillars of life model can be life changing. Paul's journey from pain to prosperity has been achieved by letting go. And he now uses his passion and drive to positively change other people's lives globally. So thank you for that, Jim. Eternally grateful. Okay, so I have a purpose. But how has this actually manifested itself in benefiting others in real practical terms? Before answering that specific question, I think it's worth pointing out that the reason for me giving examples of some of the projects I've been responsible for over the years, benefiting individuals and communities alike, is to hopefully inspire others with a message that no matter what your starting point is in the game of life, your past doesn't equal your future. It was merely a stepping stone to get you to where you are now. And that's certainly been the case for me. So, what are these beneficial projects I allude to? In the future, I will be undertaking podcast interviews with at least two separate individuals where I humbly offer I've had a monumental positive impact on their lives. And that's their feedback, not mine. From an organisational perspective, My work has benefited many national charities such as Sargent Cancer Care for Children, which is now Click Sargent, Guide Dogs for the Blind, Cerebral Palsy Sport, Childline, the Dare Drugs Charity, the Brain Tumour Charity, and the YMCA, to name just but a few. Additionally, there have been a multitude of local community projects, particularly in Nottinghamshire, where literally thousands of young people have been helped and given a sporting chance in life. Creating ego gardens in schools as well as sensory gardens is something that's had a real positive knock-on effect to young people too. Internationally, there have been community initiatives with Sri Lanka in conjunction with the PEF, the Proporter Education Foundation, initially sponsoring a young person's education. This was quickly followed up by sponsoring the Fountain of Knowledge Water Project in one of the remote villages there another successful overseas project was run in conjunction with cap the community action partnership in swellendam south africa working with secondary school students 15 pupils between the ages of 14 to 18 and we worked with them to counter the temptations of substance and drug abuse by providing the youth with recreational activities that would enhance their well-being and self-esteem whilst equipping them with the necessary social skills and mindset tools to successfully handle any obstacles that come their way. Addiction and homelessness was at the heart of a project I organised for the Salvation Army in 1997. The Sally Army wanted to do a big project to bring all their homeless residents together, something that would give them a common goal, a sense of purpose. So when invited, I jumped at the chance and after liaising with the relevant senior parties within there, I organised the Three Peaks Challenge. And this entailed scaling Ben Nevis in Scotland, Scarfell in England, and Snowden in Wales. Been done many times before, I say, but not walking the 500 miles in between as well, it's not. This 11 day challenge raised over £4,500 for the Salvation Army in, in southern Russia. For an area that was decimated by a drugs epidemic. Interestingly though, as I sat on the top of Ben Nevis enveloped by the misty and awe-inspiring surroundings of this majestic mountain, I don't know where these thoughts come from but I, I committed them to paper and the words just seemed to flow effortlessly, which was another amazing feat of nature in itself, seen as I'd gone straight into the event on the back of one of my concentrated black drinking phases, Irrespective, the Jigsaw poem was penned and subsequently published. Jigsaws In the stillness and solitude of the night, a man found himself very alone, and as a result began to reflect upon how his life had evolved. He scrutinised many aspects of his past experiences and became conscious of the fact that he had deliberately acknowledged his achievements but ignored his downfalls. Physically, he recalled the prowess of his youth, his yearning spirit to kiss the sun and touch the moon, and how he had won the majority of life's battles and races and achieved many goals. He tensed his body as he reassured himself he still had a Herculean-like physique. Mentally, he enthused over his many academic achievements, how he had helped many people secure gainful employment by building successful companies and communities. Emotionally, he relived the many joyous events he had been involved in, his close loving family and the respect of a vast array of people. However, these smiles of contentment soon turned Tears of sadness as a more realistic and painful recollection began to evolve, recalling the people they had once loved but ultimately ended up losing due to his vulnerability and his fragility. He likened these different aspects of his life to pieces in a jigsaw, which, when all fitted together, gave him a more complete picture of his polarised and turbulent life. This led him to realise. That something was missing. As he began to experience a great sense of regret and insecurity. And tears stroked his cheek as a testimony to his hurt and pain and suffering. His newfound awareness gave him great cause for concern and forced him to question his beliefs on religion and spirituality. In, in fact, what did these words even mean? He found relative peace in the realization that everybody's life is made up of different phases and experiences, but without the stability of something to rest them upon, they will simply fall apart and become meaningless. As a result, a new phase of emergence began to unfold, providing a foundation for faith and allowing all the different pieces of his life to fit together, like a jigsaw upon a table, to give his life true meaning and purpose, and as a result, his spiritual journey had begun. The word faith invariably takes me back to when I used to become embroiled in many fights because I wouldn't answer others' questions about whether I was blue, Protestant, or green, Catholic. My answer was always the same and always very simple. Labels are for jars. These days, whenever I'm asked about faith, specifically the one relating to religion, I simply quote the Dalai Lama when he states, I believe the only true religion consists of having a good heart. Now that doesn't make it right or wrong universally, but what it does for me, it makes it right for me. It's my belief and it's my truth. So how do we construct a purpose statement? To answer that question, I deliberately asked someone to compile a version around what I believe is one of the most special purposes within the universe, being a parent. And this is what emerged. I, parent name, hereby declare before myself and others that my life's purpose is to be one an outstanding nurturer and carer for my child or children. Two, a first educator, builder of self-esteem, confidence, success. Three, a parent that is a role model and leads by example. And I will achieve this by giving my child, stroke children, the love, time and attention they need and deserve listening, interacting, playing and having fun with them. Empowering them to grow and to be independent. Allowing them to make their own mistakes and live inspired lives. And I'll do this so that I may feel proud and inspired. See my child stroke children live happy and fulfilling lives. Achieve my aspirations in order that they may achieve theirs. And finally, leave a positive legacy for future generations to follow. So why not give it some thought and see if you can create your own purpose statement, something to act as a constant reminder of why you really are a special soul. We all are. At the top of this podcast, I alluded to a special gift I'd like to share with you something I believe will truly serve you. If you feel you'd benefit from having a conversation about any aspects of mastering the the game of life, I'd be more than happy to offer you a 30-minute discovery call. Drop me a line, PM me, and let's jump on a call. So until next time, take care and sincere best wishes.
0: Thanks for listening to the Mastering the Game of Life podcast. Drop a line to paul at paullowhearts.com with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at paullohearts.com or any of his social media feeds under the same name. Remember, mastering life starts by embracing our hearts.